Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. Are you aware of the limits of your own human senses? And for, for that story that you shared, you can't see everything. You don't know what's going on. And even what you're seeing is not what someone else will report that they're seeing. So, and then at the same time, hey, let's not be so hard on ourselves. Radical self-forgiveness and mm -hmm. the re recognize, repair, and recover. It's intercepted, picked up by Alex Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. Okay, now, now the holidays are right around the corner. So you know what that means. That means that you got to start getting your shopping on. And I'm doing that right now. It's at the end of October. I'm getting dialed in getting ready for the holidays. Hopefully you do the same thing. And so this is where I, I my, uh, my little uh, sale <laughs> of my book. So if you're ever uh, interested or if you wanted to learn about, you know, some of the things that can help you become a high achiever, look no further. Get my book right away. It's the ultimate playbook for high achievement. Um, I dive into the, the different principles of leadership there's, there's different styles. I don't talk about the styles. I'll talk about how you can use it to, to make you become a better person, whether you're at work or at home or out in the community. Um, and I, I tell and I give helpful examples and knowledge as well as tools that can help you become more influential and 
to help you align who you want to be, assign with the person that you want to become, and the different adjustments that you need to make in your, your character and your relationships. So hurry up. Get the book. AlexMolden.com. Thank you once again for tuning in to The Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. Um, I'm, uh, I'm very thankful that you guys are tuning in. I have people from all over the world who tune in and listen to The Shark Effect. I'm talking about from places I can't even pronounce, <laughs> but from Taiwan to Australia to uh, you know all over the U.S., of course, but from Bosnia from South America, from, you know, uh, Asia, from different countries out there. I'm so blessed to for you guys to hear my voice and to reach out and connect with me. Um, I'm, I'm very humbled. Um, but, you know, we have a, a guest that's, uh, you know, she's coming on the show. You're about to hear her. Her name is Amy Lee Durham, and she's a, uh, a Berkeley certified executive coach She's certified to coach in the 21 skills associated with spiritual intelligence, and she's a certified emotional intelligence practitioner. She's an author. Um, I'll have information about her book, Create Magic at Work, and she also is a podcast um, host. So um, she has a ton of great information that can help each and every one of us who is um, in the corporate space and learning how to how to how to reach out to become a better leader in your company or in your role and she comes from a place of experience and she did a deep dive in her own self to become better at uh what she overall wanted to do and so um i'm gonna i'm gonna be quiet i'm gonna shut up and i want you guys to to take notes pay attention and reach out please reach out with with uh comments concerns. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one email away. So love to get your feedback. Um, keep it coming. You can always reach me at the shark effect podcast at gmail.com. All right. All right. Let's dive in. So Amy, thank you once again for, for meeting with me. You know, we've been talking for a while. Um, now I get to record, have you on my podcast. Thank you for being a guest on the shark effect. Thanks for having me. I'm excited yeah. to be here today. Absolutely. Well, Amy, can you tell my audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Amy Lynn Durham and my company is Create Magic at Work. I'm a former corporate executive that was experiencing, I hate saying this because I sound like a statistic, but I was experiencing burnout and that, you know, the feeling that my creativity was being stifled in the workplace, I was inundated with answering to shareholders and spreadsheets and quarterly business reviews and profit and loss statements and all of that stuff. And I hit that point in my life where I felt like I needed more the life purpose piece. Right. Uh-huh. And so I made a plan to leave my job for I planned it out for a year. I didn't tell anyone. And wow, a year. Yeah, a year. <laughs> I wow. know. So when I made the plan, what my main concern was was how am I going to leave? What legacy am I going to leave? How am I going to leave my employees feeling? 
I want to leave them better off than when I found them. And the competitive person inside of me wanted to make sure that nobody could talk crap behind my back (laughs) and say, I got iced out of the corporate world. You know what I mean? Cause it's cutthroat. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, I'm going to leave on top. I'm going to mic drop it when I, when I leave, because I don't want anyone to say that I couldn't hack it. And that's why I left. And the main thing that I wanted to do as I was going through all this was I wanted to prove that bringing people together through collaboration, healthy competition, but more importantly, human connection actually wins over pitting people against each other with unhealthy competition. And that was my main goal. So that final year, I used all of these activities to skill build with my team in EQ, emotional intelligence, and SQ, spiritual intelligence. They didn't really know that that's what they were doing. (laughs) But anytime we had a quarterly business review or a get together, there was always a connecting activity that would take place. And, you know, fast forward to me leaving my job, they all went in my book, all the activities. So I could share them with other leaders. I wrote my book. It's super small. It's for the leader out in the workplace that just needs to grab something. What can I do with my team today? They flipped. Okay. Here's an idea. I can bounce off this idea. I can do it. I can connect everyone. And Oh, by the way, it's going to increase my profitability and productivity. It's a win-win. I love that. <laughs> that is so cool. It, you know what? You, you touched on a couple of things that I want to ask you about. Like when it yeah. comes to your, um, I think you said SQ and what was the other one? EQ. Emotional. Yeah. Emotional. Talk to me about that emotional intelligence. What sure. is that? Yeah. Can yeah. you define that and give me an Love example? It. Yeah. Let's get into it. So, okay. <laughs> Have you, if you can envision a pyramid. Okay. And the bottom layer of the pyramid is PQ, your physical intelligence. Physical intelligence. Well, now, okay. What, okay. what the hell is that? What is That's, that? I, well, okay. We'll go, we'll go into that. Okay. okay. Four, All right. <laughs> okay. There's four layers of the pyramid. So you have your PQ, your physical intelligence. Then you have your IQ. I think that's the intelligent quotient, right? That everyone has been so focused on in our culture for the yep. past few years. I know that. IQ. Okay, I know that one. The next is EQ. That's I feel. And emotional intelligence is a big topic in the workplace with Goldman, Daniel Goldman and his EQI and all of that. So we'll get into EQ. And then the top of that pyramid is SQ, which is spiritual intelligence. And that's I am. PQ is, there's a couple of ways I like to describe it. But one in particular for leadership in the workplace, how can you be, so we'll get to EQ. EQ is self-awareness of your emotions. Can you have an emotional management strategy at work? If someone triggers you instead of flying off the handle, can you build connections in the workplace? Can you reframe situations where you're seeing the other person's side and you cross the bridge towards them? and make the connection. It all starts with that self-awareness of your emotions when your ego is being triggered versus your wisdom and compassion self from within and working with that. 
that's the awareness. Then there's the strategy and then there's building connections. That's sort of a super quick way to get into emotional intelligence. If that bottom layer of the pyramid PQ, your physical intelligence, let's say you stayed up all night partying and drinking, (laughs) been there in the corporate world. (laughs) (laughs) We had expense budgets. What are you going to do? And how are you going to think of how you behave when you haven't had any sleep? I mean, you don't feel good. Um, you're not taking care of yourself. You're not eating healthy foods. We, you know, we, I think a lot of us have been there. You can't really access that place from within you of wisdom and compassion as easily as you can. If you have that bottom layer dialed out that PQ, your physical intelligence, and you can take it. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like as a, you know, former professional athlete, that's where we live. Like we yep. knew how important the physical intelligence, you know, being strong, sleep, nutrition, um, you know, taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, rejuvenation, all that. That was like at the top for us. But, you know, just kind of listen to you right now. I think the other stuff it wasn't a big that wasn't, um, you know, what we were thinking about. We wasn't thinking about emotional intelligence and looking at it from other people's you know, when there was things that happened, we just looked at it through our eyes, through our lens, not through somebody else's. But, you know, yeah. So I, I go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now you just have me thinking about football, <laughs> which everybody that knows me would start laughing that I even said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But the, I, I always think about that, just even talking to you before today the synergy you could have on the field if men embrace this kind of connecting human connection activity, you have your PQ dialed in, right? Mm-hmm. Now you start working on your SQ where you can, you can start feeling, sensing stuff within your body energy. And then you can bring that out into the field and you have this synergy with the players that's above just the PQ. You can feel each other because you're connected as a team through human connection, through these activities that maybe, and I'm, I'm really going off here, but me. No, <laughs> no, I, I understand you. To, I mean, cause like, I, uh, you know, I've, I've told my story before to my listeners, but I've, I've lost more than I won when I was in the NFL. Now, when I was in college, we were terrible, but there was a year that we was, like the stuff that you're talking about, like we did more and more stuff together as a team. Like we started to think of one another's and not just, you know, ourselves, but we started thinking about how, if I did my job, if I did my role, how easy that would help somebody else's do their job, do their role. And when we start thinking outside of ourselves and we start thinking of others, man, that's when we, we did something that, you know, our college football team, University of Oregon, hadn't done in 37 years. So I know it wasn't just because we had better athletes. I know that or or even better coaching, but we had more of a connection. Yeah. And when you have more of an authentic connection like that, the intuition within each teammate is operating at a higher level 
So when they're moving on the field, their intuition is feeling that because they have a synergy with each other that you, even if everybody's at the same physical level, they're going to be up here because their intuition is moving with all of that because they've exercised in these EQ skill builds or these, I mean, I, that's what I call them, but they're really just connecting with a human being and seeing the humanity in the other person. Yeah. And, and you talk about intuition, like that's, that's the most powerful influencer there is like how you feel that's, that's powerful. It's, it's also unstable, the most unstable, but that's, that's such, that's such a good point that you bring up is like that intuition. And it, it, when you say it's unstable, what we talk about in spiritual, I'm an SQ 21 certified coach. I'm a spiritual intelligence coach for the I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that too. Yeah. I want to talk about that too. So when you talk about how you can lose that and gain it, heck yes, it's a daily practice. You can get thrown off your game. No pun intended. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody cuts you off in traffic. Somebody sends you an email that you're just like, why are they coming at me like this? And then boom, your ego's triggered. And what do you do? You go into fight, flight, or freeze. Your amygdala and your brain is going and you're going to defend yourself one way or another, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what in SQ skill five is the awareness. You have to have this awareness that you skill build in of your ego versus your higher self. It's not, you don't have to be religious. You can be atheist, agnostic, whatever. It's faith neutral uh, SQ for the workplace. So you start working on that. Okay. I'm recognizing my ego's triggered. I'm not in any physical danger for my life. This person just sent me a rude email or I read it that way. Mm-hmm. How am I going to respond to this? That's when you start practicing EQSQ. Let me take a breath here. Let me do some breathing because I don't want to sound cliche again, but breathing, you have six seconds when you're triggered. If I shoot you an email that makes you upset and you, you feel yourself getting like, I can't believe <laughs> this person sent me this. I'm a, you have six seconds to start breathing or do an emotional management strategy before you're in that trigger mode where you might not be able to come down from it. So if you start breathing or before I press send. Exactly. Or reply all. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So if you breathe, it gets more oxygen to the neocortex of your brain and it calms your amygdala down. And then you can feel like you have more choices to make because really you're not in any real danger. Someone just attacked your ego per se. Right. Mm. And And a lot of people who are not, who don't have this uh, uh, SQ, right? They, they just react just off how they feel, right? They feel threatened. They feel like, you know, I guess that the ego, and then they react. And many times it's not in the best way because they don't think, am I right? You're so right. And there's so much ego in the workplace. And a lot of it is based on fear, Oh, right? Fear of what? I mean, that's one of the great SQ coaching is what are you afraid of? And then when you answer that, why are you afraid of that? And then when you answer that, why are you afraid of that? And you keep going and going and going until you just get to the bottom of it. And then they realize it's ridiculous, whatever they're really afraid of. Mm -hmm. It's all of these 
things that are ingrained in us biologically to try to keep us safe. Your ego is not the villain. It actually serves a purpose. It rises up to try to keep you safe. However, in the world we live in today, it rises up in moments that it's not necessary. So that's when Alex, the higher self wisdom, compassion man tells his ego, Hey, we're not in any danger right now. You can take a nap. I got this. I'm running the show here and we're fine. I'm going to reach out to, you know, whoever sent me this email and I'm going to have a conversation with them and I'm going to build the bridge and I'm going to stay curious and I'm going to approach this situation without blame or judgment. And I'm going to ask some meaningful questions so we can come together and not feel this energy anymore. Wow. I love that. That's powerful. I'm just thinking like, so when, so when do you, or if you even need your ego at work, when, when does that, you know, when do you need to have your ego at work? Or like I said, is, do we need to have it? Yeah. So when do we let that monster out? (laughs) Yeah. So we're human. Right. And I, I don't, I mean, I don't think your ego is ever going to go away. Your ego's there. Let's say, I'm just going to make this, there's a fire in the building. You're not going to sit and ask your higher self, what can I do here? You're going to get up and run. That's your ego protecting you. So your ego has a place. The ultimate in SQ is when your ego is not in competition with your higher self. When you can get to level five of, of this skill, skill five in SQ is when you have mastered the, the skill of your ego being in service to your higher self. It doesn't go away, but it feels safe with your higher self running the show all the time. And it operates in service to your higher self. So of course you're driving down the street, someone cuts you off in traffic. You have to slam on your brakes. You're going to stop and contemplate, how am I going to handle this? Or you, right. You just, your ego's coming up and boom, slam on my brakes, saved myself. Your ego's there to protect you. You just have to recognize when it's rising up, when you're not in real danger. Got it. Does that so, help? <laughs> yeah, no, it does, man. You paint a, a vivid, a beautiful picture. Now I'm always in the, like, how do I practice? Because I understand like for me to, to get to where I want to go, whether it's playing football or doing something else or being a leader, you know, being an author, like I know that there's had to be practice. I'm a big believer of like practice. How can we practice that? Yeah. I love that you brought that up because it's a lifetime practice. It's a daily practice. It's a minute by minute practice. You can be operating at level five. You're, you're in this place of a, you're a leader. You're operating from wisdom and compassion. You're making wise and compassionate decisions. You're a wise and effective teacher and change agent and boom, something happens in your life. And you're like, what happened to me? I just lost myself. 
I am letting my ego run the show. So it's, it's a lifetime journey. It's a daily practice at the same time. And all the skills sort of run together. There's 21 skills in SQ and they all sort of run together with all these practices. So we talked about approaching situations without blame or judgment, staying curious. Those are, those are basic skills where they tie into, Hey, your worldview isn't the only worldview. And then you start bringing into this awareness that there's other people's worldviews that are different from your own, by the way, (laughs) just, Mm -hmm. it's this really cool thing. And so some things that you can do are when you notice you start complaining, somebody cuts in front of you in line that this is like the three pound weight at the gym. Somebody's in the checkout line with 15 items and it's a 10 item thing and they're holding you back and they're taking forever to pay. And you start complaining in your mind, why is this person holding me back? Did they not see the sign? Boom. You're judging and you're making up a story at the same time. So reframe, take a breath, put yourself behind someone else's eyes and rewrite the story. Maybe this person didn't see the sign. Maybe they are in a rush because they have a sick family member at home. Maybe they need to check out faster than me. That's okay. Maybe I'm in this line longer because I'm meant to be here for some reason and meant to be held back. Butterfly effect. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Amy, you know what, what you're talking about. And I, this changed me. I think it changed me forever and it wasn't something big, but it made me feel a certain way. So I'm at this, this stop stoplight right? I'm trying to go right. There's this truck right in front of me and he's not going right. You know, it's a red or a, and and we have a green light. So it's a green light. I'm like, man, why is he going? Why in the world? So I honked my horn and I honked it again. And then I saw that this elderly lady with a, with a, um, a walker, she was walking across the the uh, walkway. I didn't see that. I was just looking through my my lens. I was like, man, this dude ain't going. And then he was waiting for this elderly lady. I felt so bad, small, whatever. And I was like, man, I'm looking through just my eyes, my lens, instead of looking at somebody else's. Right. If I was it just like really put me in a place like I need to start thinking in, in my eyes and start, you know, being patient and look through other people's eyes. I love and that. It, story. It's, it's, man, that, it happened a couple of years ago and it just like that really stuck, stuck to me. Yeah. I just, when you share that story, it, I, I keep getting hit. So, <laughs> you know, the limit, the limitations of human perception. That's another SQ skill. Are you aware of the limits of your own human senses? And for, for that story that you shared, you can't see everything. You don't know what's going on. And even what you're seeing is not what someone else will report that they're seeing. So, and then at the same time, Hey, let's not be so hard on ourselves. Radical self-forgiveness. And the rec- recognize, repair, and recover. 
Cause those of us that really try to do good, we beat ourselves up sometimes if we, you know, aren't, if we behave in a different way than who we think we are. And so the radical self-forgiveness is really important. So you don't beat yourself up. So perfect self-awareness. You recognized, Hey, I was being impatient. I was judging that this guy just wasn't going when the light was green. And now I know better and I'm going to do better, or I'm going to be more patient next time and picture a lady on the walker. If someone's not going at the green light, mm. even if she's not there. So it's recognize, repair, repair, and recover. And recover. Oh, man. I like that. This yeah. is going to be on another episode because I, <laughs> I have a lot of questions right now. But yeah. I want I, I to hear about, you know, talking about in the workplace, right? Create mm-hmm. magic at work. So, like, how do we do that? How do we create <laughs> magic at work? Here's how you do it. You have to put connecting each other authentically as a priority. And you have to make sure that you incorporate it during paid time for your employees. So you don't just have these cultural um, workplace culture activities, you know, in off hours. As a leader, you say your health and well-being is my priority and my team connecting with each other is a priority. What I, I got to the point and I had a very diverse team and my team, we would do intention setting and they were used to my activities by this point, they were comfortable. And I have an intention setting kit with uh, create magic at work and it's a, it's flying wish paper. So you write what you want to bring into your life and you light it on fire and it flies up into the air out into the universe. Well, we had finished a pretty grueling quarterly business review. And (laughs) I went around with everyone and we we were all standing around. They each had their paper. And I said, I want you to write one thing you want to let go of. Could be for work, in your life, no rules. And we went, we all wrote it down, put our paper there, had our lighters ready. And we went around. And one individual said, you know, I want to let go of my recruiting issues in the Bay Area. You know, I'm just going to let it go. And I'm open to outcome. I'm not attached to it kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Another guy on the team said, I'm going to let go of my, my anger that the 49ers lost (laughs) last weekend. Right. I mean, it could be anything. And then we laughed because we, we loved him. He brought humor to the group. And we got to one individual and he took a deep breath and he said, I'm going to forgive my parents. And we all kind of were like, and he had tears in his eyes, but he, we had gotten to the point where he felt safe enough in that group to do that. And this individual had been homeless because he had came out to his parents when he was younger and fast forward, he's the head of our Alliance group at work for the LGBTQIA community. And he just took this deep breath and we all um, got teary eyed and we just, lo- we just held space for him and let him do that. It was cool. I'm going to cry. Wow. <laughs> so tie that into not to sound super cold or, you know, but this is how we get paid and how our lives go tie that into 
profitability and productivity. They're going to call him up and help him with a project. Everybody felt closer. Hey, you know, we hear you're going through something from our connecting activity. Let me help you with that project. Or I just feel close enough with you now, Alex, to call and ask you a question because you're doing the same job as me in another area. And guess what that does? It frees me up as the leader to do my job so I can support you even more. And it's this beautiful ripple effect that happens when you actually bring people together like that, because they start working more harmoniously together. They see the humanity in each other. Gossip goes down. Ego-induced drama goes down. Ego-induced stress goes down. And we perform better in the workplace and we live happier lives. Man, I love that. Okay, now, what percentage of companies do you think like practice this (laughs) i think it's on the rise i don't mean to let you i i I was just picturing you know all the football players lighting a a wish paper right (laughs) i definitely think it's on the rise because you can't ignore the data anymore and i also think it's on the rise And we're seeing a lot more of it because of the great resignation that's going on right now. There's at an all time high employees are leaving their jobs and looking for some and making choices on their own for what works for them. So I think it's putting companies in this place that they have to do stuff like this to be a premier choice for an employee to work for them. And if they don't, I think they're going to be left behind with innovation. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's, that's powerful. So when you were talking, uh, those, the 21, the 21 EQs, the 21 skills of SQ skills of of SQ. Yeah. I don't want you to go through the whole 21, (laughs) but like, what is the top you think? Like, what are the top three? Yeah. Okay, so I'll start with spiritual intelligence. The definition is the ability to make wise and compassionate decisions while maintaining inner and outer peace, regardless of the situation you're in. And that's a big definition. Regardless of the situation you're in, can you make wise and compassionate decisions and maintain inner and outer peace? It's wow. crazy, right? Like who yeah. can do that? Like the Dalai Lama, maybe, <laughs> oh, man. but it goes back to just the three pound, you know, weight lift example we use, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the skills, when I do the SQ 21 assessment with leaders, they meet me for a debrief and they immediately want to go to quadrant four. There's, there's four quadrants and they want to talk about, which is super encouraging I have not yet had a leader that doesn't want to talk about making wise and compassionate decisions. It's a skill. It's skill 19. Okay. And it's awesome. And that's one. So making wise and compassionate decisions. Another one is uh, being a wise and effective change agent. We see that a lot on LinkedIn. Hey, I'm a change agent. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? How are you a change agent? Can you produce win-win solutions for everybody? Can you see all aspects of a problem and still produce win-win for all? Can you up, uproot, um, can you not go for the quick fix with a problem and dig, dig, dig to make systemic change? 
those are some examples of being a, a wise and effective change agent. My favorite is being a calming and healing presence. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a uh, skill 20. And it's what I chose to work on for all of 2021. And I said, okay, I'm going to work on being a calming and healing presence this year because I'm feisty and I came from that competitive environment and oh man, the universe was like, cool, we're going to give you all kinds of tests to go through and, and all kinds of opportunities for you to practice this. <laughs> I was just about to say, okay, that's great. How do you practice that? How do you practice that on a daily, Amy? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so here's what I found because I was in that point, like we were talking about before where I was beating myself up. I okay. was losing it. I had gotten a puppy. I was going through potty training him. I was, in a, I was in a new relationship when I was used to being single by doing whatever I wanted. So here oh. I had this new relationship and a puppy and I was losing my center a lot. And I was beating myself up one night in bed and it just hit me that I don't have to be this super Zen out I love to meditate, but I don't have to be this like meditating in a cave Zen out like person to be a common healing presence. Here's where I feel like I'm winning. If I can operate, if I can put my ego aside and operate from my higher self in spaces with other people and they start operating from their higher self in my presence, then I'm being a common healing presence. Mm. And that's when I stopped beating myself up and just started working on having my ego serve my higher self. Like we talked about in the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. How do you know, like when they're operating at their higher self? So I can use, I haven't used this example in a really long time, but I can use the polyvagal theory. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I have not. So it talks about how your nervous system stores trauma. And when you feel triggered, you can use a red light, green light, yellow light um, example. So you feel triggered, you're red. And then that's when you only see fight, flight, or freeze. Or that's when you shut down. With me, the yellow part is where you can get defensive fight. You know, you start, you feel that feeling in your chest or in your stomach, mm -hmm. and you just don't feel like you're in the zone, if you will. And what you have to do is just practice on in staying in green. And the way you practice that is you learn how it feels to be in green. And if you get triggered, you, if your ego gets triggered where you're getting defensive or you feel attacked, like in my example, and you want to fight back, <laughs> you start breathing and you remind yourself, okay, my feet are on the ground. I'm safe. I have these four walls around me. <sighs> My bills are paid this month. I'm okay. You just kind of bring yourself back to earth really. Cause you get up there in this whole other space where you feel all jacked up in your body. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And then you, you kind of like bring your higher self and the more you practice, the easier it gets. Like we talked about, this is like lifetime stuff, right? Yeah. And, and it's also, you know, I, I could go on forever, but it's also, not it's also stuff you can lose and get back because the universe god whoever you want to call it 
your life might be wanting to give you some learning opportunities to grow. So it's, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you mm -hmm. for the opportunity to grow, even though it's super annoying. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's something. So, so, so you got your book. Yeah. But you also, um, you have something else that, you know, we talked about in, you know, before we got on, but is it mm -hmm. your, something that can be like a holiday gift, something yeah. that, you know, that's easy to, to use. And it kind of gives a, a bunch of like insights and you have that, you know, you, whoever reads it has the answers. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? I can. And I'm passionate about this because when we talk about losing and gaining skills or working on them with SQ, this is a skill I lost during the pandemic. I was, you know, one of the skills is seeking guidance and operating from your higher self. Let me seek guidance from my higher self instead of running to experts to tell me what to do. And I feel like during the pandemic, we were inundated with like, especially lifelong learners and leadership people like us here's what you need to do five ways to get through your stress. Here's, here's how you do in the pandemic. Here's how you do this. Here's, and it's just constant expert advice. We lose what works for me. Mm -hmm. So I authored this journal and it has 33 different themes for the workplace. And each theme has an affirmation and then two questions that you can journal about. So this one just came up and we've been talking about it the whole show. No. So I'm going to do it. So stay curious. Here's one. Stay curious. Instead of rushing to judgment, I stay curious and I ask meaningful questions. And then when you go to journal, um, it's just skill building. Journal four questions regarding your work, which are curious. And then the next one is take a leap of faith and try asking these questions in the workplace and journal what your results were. Mm. That's just one example of one theme in the journal. Okay. That's so cool. <laughs> where can where can people get that? So the journal's available on Amazon under Create Magic at Work, the journal. <laughs> and then you that. can also get it on my website under createmagicatwork.net. All right, beautiful. Yeah. And before, you know, I, I want to, so that how can my listeners get more of amy yeah so you got your website are you on linkedin you're on yes all your this is a social media dump right now i love it so everything's create magic at work my website is create magic at work.net and you can connect with me on linkedin i participate the most on linkedin i do weekly workplace messages from with some of these journal questions for everyone to consider and uh, LinkedIn is my favorite place to connect under Amy Lynn Durham. And of course, my website, you can go schedule a one on one with me there if you're interested in taking the SQ assessment and talking about some of the skills we talked about. That's so cool. All yeah. right. So anything left? Because I, I want to scrape the plate. All right. Is there any other tips that you can be able to give my listeners? The only tip that I love to offer Okay, I'll, I'll do one because I could go on forever. So <laughs> your, your breadth of time perception is another skill. And just go away from this episode with the thought or the understanding that your life, try to live in the paradox that your life is both profoundly important 
and also a tiny piece of the history of the universe. And then try to make leadership decisions based on that knowledge. Mm, that's mic drop right there. Amy, thank you so much for being a guest on the Shark Effect. I, I can't wait to get you on again because there's some, you know, there's some some deep things in here that I, I know it's going to help people, you know, myself included. But um, love to hear more about about what you, you know, what you're doing and what you have planned. Uh, I think this is going to help a lot of leaders in, in different places. So thank you once again for being a guest on the Shark Effect, Amy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I hope we sent some magic to everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tra- to transition, what, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever. If you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter developing your own procedures creating relationship roadmaps using adversity to your advantage right because we all go through tough times but how do you flip it how do you use it to power you okay and then developing your own standards so these are things that can help anybody not just not just athletes now there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.